KO. Good evening, everybody. Tonight we have uh, Miss uh, Trina, uh, and uh, Trina is a, an expat from uh, America, and she now lives in Curacao, or at least for the time being, she's in Curacao. Uh, Trina, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Why don't you take this moment to just uh, briefly explain who you are and what you do? My name is Trina. Uh, I arrived on the island at the end of January. Um, I'm actually here until April, um, living and working remotely. Um, I'm an HR manager for a privately held digital health company in the U.S. Responsible for developing recruitment and diversity programs for a 200-person privately held company. Okay, cool. And how do you like our island so far? A wonderful experience. I am enjoying it. Um, I think I've been here roughly 25 days now. It's it's my first visit to the island. Um, I came at the end of last month, um, really out of a desire to live, you know, differently than what I was living in the States. I'm from the greater New York area. I'm from Pennsylvania. It's cold there. It's miserable. It's probably snowed five or six feet. Uh, is that northern uh, New York? Upstate? Actually, I am in Pennsylvania, so I am roughly oh, in 90, 90 minutes south. I see. Okay. Um, it's still pretty, it's equally miserable there. <laughs> so, and I think you know, I, I traveled some last year um, and we have been giving it some thought the past several months, spending my winter in a warmer and I started doing research on different um, islands in the Caribbean and settled on the Curacao um, based on budget. Some of it was based on safety, um, given where in this global pandemic. Um, some of it was based on general proximity to other islands. Um, and so it's just my sense of adventure. Um, and so here I am. I've, I've been here 25 days and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, so the, the first thing anybody from Curacao would ask you is how did you find Curacao? Because as far as we know, we're not well advertised in the U.S. Actually, I, I think so. I have a list of places that are on my list to visit. This was one of them, quite frankly, because it wasn't somewhere wide. So, you know, to be on my list, you, you have to be a place that has beautiful, not be touristy or have a combination of local and tourist. Most people from the States are more familiar with Aruba. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, in, in my in my part of the country, many of my friends visit Aruba frequently, and I wasn't looking for that kind of experience, um, primarily because my goal was to come and stay for a significant period of time. So I'm not going to a resort and staying for 70 days. 
Um, so yeah, if you're gonna say stay long term out here, Curacao is definitely the better place. Where it's a little more secluded, I think. We're a little less known, so you're so I, I guess you'll be you'll you'll be around less tourists. And for for this particular trip, um, I spend my days working, take leisure in the evening, and then I do some limited sightseeing on the weekends. Very like very limited. So it's it's based on what's open and available. Um, it's based on what is safe and practical. Uh, like yesterday, I drove south in the island. So I'm 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 staying in Blue Bay. I drove south all the way down to Santa Barbara Asian. Yeah. Went, went to the beach there, drove around there. Yeah, Santa Barbara Beach is, um, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a luxury beach and it's really nice. It's very convenient, actually, um, as far as secure and everything goes. For me, it's like each beach or location or coast that I visit has a very different no two beaches I have visited here are similar. Yeah, we have a lot of beaches, that is for sure. <laughs> and, and quite frankly, that's what I'm enjoying about the island. Yeah. You know, where I'm from, the quality of the beaches within 75 miles would not be considered habitable here. <laughs> like, literally, yeah. there's, no, there's literally no comparison say if you get outside of 100 miles the beaches start to get nicer if you say 100 miles south and in maybe 100 miles north they start to get the quality of the beach yeah. the sand uh, on the beach is nicer but here there's such a variety like i also went to coral beach, beach oh, yeah? but they're like very different um it's definitely been nice exploring the beaches and understanding that the concept of a beach is not quite what we think of. It's it's much more complex than what we think of generally as Americans. Yeah, when it comes to beaches down here in Curacao, the local attitude towards the beach is that it's it's like uh it's uh our version of uh like what you would do like back in the day I think uh you had movies from the from the United States like uh, Caddyshack and things like that where families would go mm-hmm and rent a log cabin and then, you know, hang out in the country. That's how we feel about beaches. That's, that's where we go, uh, like the whole family. That When I say the whole family, I mean aunts, uh, uncles, grandma, grandpa, all everybody together. Uh, okay. To, and to hang out the whole day. I, I genuinely have been enjoying the beach. Um, I, I went to Kokomo Beach completely completely different feeling um into a few beaches i went to spanish waters yeah spanish waters nice they're all lovely but just very different yeah if you ever get a chance to check out uh ryan the young's uh kayak adventure uh, in spanish waters he's really good uh the dude um he rode on a on a kayak from st martin to curacao to break a record (laughs) oh record it's not more, but that's like the most memorable one, and uh, and he does that now, and he's a really interesting guy to talk to, anyways. No, that's really cool. Uh, you're from New York. You came to Curacao. Uh, which which uh, by the way, which airline did you use to come to Curacao? American Airlines. American Airlines, yeah. Okay, I was wondering if uh, because JetBlue had a had a direct flight from New York once upon a time. I think 
I believe, I'm not sure. I think they still do. Um, I flew out of Philadelphia International. And then I had a, a sh very short layover in Miami. I'm hearing a lot of background noise. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yeah, I can usually edit it out, but if you're if it's happening while you're talking, then it's really difficult. Like said, over here, like a lot of times, I'll have people on, and they'll have dogs, and the dogs will bark in the background. But luckily, I'll ha they'll they'll bark when they're not talking, so I can always edit that part out. It's really just. Yeah, it's just my nightly snack. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no worries. No, no worries. <laughs> no worries at all. This is a, this podcast is as is as laid back as it gets. <laughs> and which and which countries which countries have I been to so far? Um, just for last year, I did go to Cancun twice. Um, but I've been um, just a, a short period of time. Um, I went to visited several cities in Italy and stayed there actually for a few weeks. I've been to Toronto, to Canada, a few cities in Canada. Um, and I, yeah, and I think at a high level, like, yeah, that, that's the extent of my international travel. Um, I've been to quite a few states in the United States, so although it's one country, um, have you ever, have you ever meant to have you ever made the you ever made the trek from East Coast to West Coast in a car? Not so. I am not that kind of traveler. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it is if it is. I think as far west as I've been in a car, Pennsylvania to Texas. Oh, you never been to Cali. California many times by plane, but not by car. Ah. I I went to Texas by car because I was driving someone's car that it moved there. And then I think another time we were just doing a family road trip. We stopped in several states. Yeah, I did that trip for, one time. For, I Sorry, you were saying? Thoughts when you did that drive? What'd you think? Oh yeah, uh, I I um I was working at a restaurant in uh, Miami Beach, and um, a friend of mine, uh, she was very pregnant, um, not mine, and uh, uh, she wanted to have her baby on the West Coast where her family's from, and uh, so uh, we made a deal like we were gonna split the gas, and we drove over there in her uh, in her Jeep, which was really bad. I mean. Uh, First of all, a Jeep has canvas on the outside, and when you're driving down a highway, there's a lot of wind. The the canvas will act mm -hmm. like a like a sail, and you're constantly mm -hmm. having having to fight it to stay in the middle. Um, so uh, that was that that was yeah, I wouldn't do that again. <laughs> Three and a half days of driving. Uh, a little, I, you know, I've just never been one to want to be in the car that long, and I think that. Yet another reason why I do appreciate the island. So nothing's really more than twenty minutes. And home, I don't want to drive more than twenty minutes, so it works out perfect. Yeah, unless you're going to like the west, the westernmost part of the beach. Uh, if you're going to you know Bandabo, like all the way to the tip, to you know uh, to the cliff, 
then then that's like maybe 25. <laughs> that list before I go home. Yeah, it's a, it's an experience. I mean, uh, especially especially at the the beach where the turtles are, you can actually swim with the turtles. Yeah, but it's not two hours to the beach. So like at home, oh, no. I from where I live, I the the closest beach be ninety minutes. Traffic and congestion. My trip to the beach could be an upwards two to three hours. So, and subject to the weather when you get there too. The weather might change when you get there. That's true. That's true. Um, our weather is, I don't want to say our weather is predictable, but our weather systems tend to move much slower. So if I wake up and it says rain for the day, or there was no rain, or it rained for the day. Like it, it, we don't get so quickly. I see. And what's your experience so far with uh, the food here in Curacao? I've been, en I've been enjoying the food here. Um, I don't think I have tried as many local places as I should. Uh, some of it I mean, is I only get, yeah, I only get out on the weekends. So, I, I've been to a few restaurants. I went to bar. Yeah. I to went where? to where? Palma, Palma del Mar. Palma del Mar. Uh, Upper del Mar. Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's over at the at the Mambo Beach. Yeah. I went to enjoyed the restaurant there. I'm trying to think. Like, I feel like those are the two big ones. Oh, I did eat at the Tides at Blue Bay. Uh, yeah. Um, the place you got to go to is called um, um, Chelsea's. Although I'm not sure if, I think it's only takeout now due to COVID. But still, definitely worth it. Um, Chelsea's is located uh, right by the um, the Muslim um, um, temple. The the um, you know where that is? I have to look into that. No. It's 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 right next to it. Uh, the Muslim uh, temple, like there's, there's a minaret there, and uh, it's the only one on Curacao. So it's right to the left of it. It's uh, Otra Banda, um, the the neighborhood of Otra Banda. And I actually know how to get to Ultrabanda, so that's, uh, I so see. I haven't, yeah, so I haven't been many places. I cook at I cook at home during the week, and then I go out on the weekends. I one night I went out to the Corandon Resort. Yep, yep, Corandon, yeah. And, and that was that was interesting. Um, coming from the states where we don't necessarily allow right now um i was relieved they had good calls i don't care for i i'm not a big fan of the phase before covid i'm 
definitely a little fearful of them during COVID, but I did feel very comfortable eating there. And the food was quite tasty, actually. Oh, sorry. I was just going to add that Corendon is actually a very big company. They uh, they have uh, resorts all over the place, plus airlines. I had no idea. It is, it is very nice. Um, when you go there, you pay for a pass. So it was a little, I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, the reason why I went there was in doing research, have one of the few remaining or active cigar lounges. And it was the only one that I could find. Oh, I see. Oh, that's why you asked me a little while ago. Um, the um, I also sell cigars. Yeah, I'm not really a cigar aficionado myself, but I'm a retailer. All right. What what, what shop do you um, work out of? No, the shop the shop uh, that I have is uh, the shop inside the Mega Pier, which uh, it's uh, you can I can only do business with cruise ships, which unfortunately right now there are none. Uh, they won't allow us. Oh, wow. They won't allow us to open the shop for uh, for locals, um, for whatever reason. Uh, we we've been through this with them, and the poor authority. Uh, so uh, they won't allow us to do business with, with or sorry, to open up for the locals. But uh, I uh, like I have a second location, which is just uh, the the storeroom, and I can I can all, I can always sell it to you, and you can pick it up from there. Definitely something we should talk about. So what's interesting for me is because I knew I was going to be here for a while. I came with cigars. Yeah. In the U.S. Um, we can't buy Cuban cigars in the U.S. Came with cigars from like Dominican or Nicaraguan or like you know I came with other cigars, but coming here, I quickly learned I can only buy Cuban cigars here. So that's been a nice piece to kind of my palate. Um, enjoy some things that would probably be more of a treat. Um, or or even that I haven't tried but had read about in the past. So that's been interesting too. What's your um what's your poison? Which one do you like? What's your brand? And what's your shape? So yeah, so in I would say in general I like a Toro. Okay. So, you know, I or depending on the strength of the cigar, a petite corona. So like I, that's, I, a, that's a big difference. <laughs> it depends on the strength of the cigar. So, like, say, for yeah. example, I, I enjoy the Padron Anniversary Series. That is considered a truly full-body cigar. I might smoke a Petite Corona. Yeah. It really all depends on the mood. Um, I might smoke one or two nights a week here at home. Oddly enough, I smoked more. Paced a little slower. I'm going to bed an hour later. I'm not smoking as frequently. But if you were to look at bars that I have, I would probably say a Toro or maybe a size, maybe one or two sizes up. But um, pretty flexible if. If you just say, hey, we, we have every Vitola available, 
I'm generally going to go. We don't, we don't have everything. Like I, I don't have every single, like it's, it's very, see, that's the thing people don't, uh, don't understand a lot. Like uh, when I get like people that come from the cruise ships, like they expect us to have everything. Uh, the way that Habanos SAR works, which is the governing body, like the, the, the company that exports to everybody else, they're the ones who grow the stuff. Um, they don't like they're very choosy like they they have their own brand uh, companies which will get you know the lion's share of of whatever's available like and, and then and then whatever's left over we have to fight for between the islands and uh and i only know this because i i buy from the official distributor the, the official habanos uh, dealer and uh so uh he doesn't like his his uh, selection varies a lot and he always, you know, he says, yeah, it's, yeah, Habanos is just, you know, they're a little choosy. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the product itself, the product itself has a season, you know, something. And so, uh, that, that's, that's what happens. But no, we, we have, uh, I like, I think, uh, we don't carry Toros. I don't, I don't think I've ever carried a Toro. Uh, it's always, Interesting. Uh, okay. it's, uh, it's always Coronas, Tati Coronas, Robustos, uh, Churchill's. Um, uh, uh, Bejiques, a lot of Bejiques. Um, so I would definitely like, and so, torpedoes. yeah, let, let me preface it by saying, and in Rome, you do what the Romans do. And I would, if I were buying either a box of cigars, which I, I haven't done since I've been here, but I frequently do at home. Um, you get what size you can get if it's something you can't get at home. So home, when I uh, I don't sell I don't sell cases though. That's that's the like that's why I'm a retailer. I I buy the case and then I sell uh, separately. Okay. All right. Now that's good to know. Um, and so far, I've only I when I went to the cigar lounge at Karandong, they admitted that they were waiting for cigars. So I, I think because of COVID, you know, they've not had as much traffic and they didn't have cigars. Um, so I, I, although I had a wonderful time at the resort, it wasn't quite what I hoped from a cigar experience yeah they have they have their own um challenges over there with COVID and everything like that but i do remember that uh, we were called to come over there to present um, our stock to to meet our supplier but that that was it was just then that like the following months that COVID hit and then everything went silent uh, so uh really yeah, machine yeah um, I visited Cigar Emporium um, right in the, I guess it's in the heart or in the shopping district of Punda and had a lovely experience there. Um, they have a small but well-stocked humidor as far as well taking care of, like, well, well, well cared for cigars, nice selection. Um, particularly given the size of the shop, the range is very nice. Um, 
And I think I've, I've been there two, maybe three times now. Yeah, I've been there a few times now. <laughs> I usually go there on Saturday um, when I'm not, like if I don't, if I'm not in the middle of something, I will definitely go there. Um, and then I'm gonna, my, one of my goals is to try and find as many open stores or lounges to visit uh, while I'm here, just see, um, just to check out their humidors, frankly. Um, All right, let me, let me give you then, let me give you like the, like, let me give, bring up to date on, on like the whole cigar scene in Curacao then. Um, there is, there is a cigar aficionados club on Curacao, Curacao aficionados, sorry, Curacao, CAC anyways, <laughs> I can't spell it right now. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll send you the link. You can uh, you can contact them for the next event and you know and they I mean they're a cigar club they you know that's what they do they sh they get together and try out new stuff they got they order like you know samples from everywhere um, and um, aside from that uh, there's Emporium which is I think the best one uh, to sit at and enjoy a cigar that's the best one but then there's another one too on Caracas Bay which is on the other side of the island um, uh, on the east side. Um, I forget the name of them, but they are on the main street on the right hand side, uh, just before you get to the gas station. Okay. Uh, if Wait, I find no, that's helpful. If I find the link, I'll send it to you. Um, those guys are also good. We used to have another one, but they closed down called Candela. I before I arrived one that I would generally see ads for, but it just kept saying that it was permanently closed. Yeah, Candela, it was a really, really nice one. Leather, uh, you know, sofas, uh, you know, nice wooden, you know, countertops. It, it was really, really nice, really high class. But uh, yeah, it closed down. Um, COVID, I guess. Yeah. Um, now, if you want to if, if get cigars at the best price, if you're looking for, you know, you're not going to sit down and smoke them there. You just want to, uh, you know, buy a few, take a ticket to the house, which is the best place to go. It's not the Emporium or the, you have to go to Vanuatuel Supermarket. Uh, Vanuatuel Supermarket has a humidor and they sell retail every brand. Vanuatuel Supermarket is, um, it's um, right, you know, it's, it's in New Haven, so it's in the center of the island. Uh, it's uh, how to explain it to you. Um, it's right uh, by the Burger King in Salina. So there's there's only one Burger King in Salina, and it's it's right by it. Right, and I'm literally putting this in my phone. Right, um, you know, and and I. As a person, as it's, you know, it's kind of interesting to be a woman who smokes cigars. It's not, um, I'm coming to understand it's not something quite common here. I got a lot of, I got a few stares when I went to Cigar Emporium. It was interesting. I mean, it's not, it's not unheard of, but it's like definitely not common. Because my my aunts, uh, some of my aunts uh, smoke cigars. Not on not on a daily basis, of course. Is you know like, but I've seen uh, I think one or two smoke cigar. Yeah, so it's it's. I don't it's, think it's, in the states it's more in the states it's become more common. Like, 
I'm a member of a women's cigar club. Um, I'm actually a member of an, a women's international cigar club. Oh, shit. <laughs> that, that's, that's based in Europe. Um, like we usually meet on either Wednesdays, Thursdays, or Saturdays. Um, but the majority of those women are from our and the UK. And we talk about all kinds of stuff. And we smoke together, um, and it's amazing. Um, but I'm also a member of a local uh, from home, which we meet we meet in person, which is nice. that's pretty cool. And uh, uh, um, did you did you start that, or was that already uh, like did you find it at the club? I found it. I found it right after it started. Um, what was so so funny about that was I had been smoking before it started and then I found it. But as a result of becoming a member of that club, I started a cigar-based business. Oh, really? Eight custom humidors for women. Oh, shit. The name of my company is called um, Gilded Smoke Designs. Our website is www.gildedsmoke.com and I'll, I'll send you the link uh, to kind of take a look at it uh, what's been interesting is it's it is a home-based um custom so like all of our products are custom i personally make them i meet and consult with my clients and customers before i make things like do i make things for fun and sell them sure uh, but our business is primarily bespoke. So if you say, hey, I want to buy my aunt, I want to make something special for my aunt. Um, this is what I have in mind. I will work with you to come up with the right design um, using the highest quality materials, and then I ship it in the mail to you. Who is your like? Who do you find is your are your clients? Like, is it the is it the uh, the daughter wanting to buy something for the mother, or wanting to buy something for the your or an aunt buying something for another, or how? Who do you who usually buy from you? Yeah, you know, honestly, it's all of the above. So, kind of how I even came to this concept was a female cigar smoker wanting something that was not that plastic perf. Yeah. Exactly what it is. It's like you throw in your bag, you go fishing. Um, that's probably the best way to keep cigars when they're not in your desktop or personal humidor. Um, but they're other not stylish. So if I get dressed and want a beautiful dress and heels and makeup and hair, I don't want to carry that thing. And neither did any of the women in my club and neither did any of the women in the cigar lounges that I frequented. And so I just started playing around and that's my customer. It is someone who is a more than once a year. So this might be someone who maybe only smokes once a month or smokes every day and wants something elegant that looks like a purse well instead of carrying their purse and a plastic humidor 
Oh, I want to applaud you because be, this, this totally makes sense why this makes they make money. This is like uh, this this pretty legit. <laughs> and you know, it, and I would say it's fifty fifty women buying for themselves, and men buying for their significant others. Yeah. I think for me, it was totally out. Really, is like. this option too like don't i deserve to have this other thing and then seeing the delight in my customers exactly what they wanted or i surprised them with something um all of that i started to get women buying gifts for men my male humidors look nothing like the, the women, the female humidors, because like, if you were to go to our website, you could see there's nothing but glitter and stones all over the traditional boxes. The men are more theme inspired, so they could be um, like a specific type of cigar brand or they could be a specific type of sports memorabilia or college or some other type of fraternal or organization memorabilia. Like there's some type of, they're, they're generally theme based. Um, I, I do a couple of mailboxes that are not theme based. They're more leather and such, but I would probably say today, 70% of, of my designs are focused on women customers. Yeah, and it makes total sense why it will work because, of course, you know, of course there are and there's there's a there's a community of women who smoke cigars, and of course they don't want to they don't want to take like a big bulky um, humidor, a portable humidor with them. They want something a little more stylish. It makes total sense. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, and and you know, uh, for <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, how far along are you in this? Like, uh, when did you start so it's this? Been, so I started in 2018. It literally was like one customer at a time. Uh, last year being my second year. Um, and I would probably say I still consider it a home-based business. Uh, could I see it potentially replacing my full-time income one day, potentially, like say for example, because I'm on the island, I put my hold. So like I have, I have a growing list of customers that want me to fulfill their orders when I return home in May. It's, it's a steady, it's a steady business. Okay. You're getting orders every week now say every month so i probably get two to three orders every month um the average box i would say could take two to three weeks because this is hand this is hand hand done by hand do show shows on occasion but not and that's really not my preference i may do shows i do shows upon request what um like what have you done marketing wise? It's I have a page on Facebook. I'm not super active with it. I have a page on Instagram. I'm not super active with it, but 
I get messages from women in the cigar community more because maybe I've sold to I've sold to influencers or left things with influencers or um, some of the cigar groups that I'm in members have my boxes. So it's been a very nice word of mouth business. Yeah, call me crazy, but I, I think uh, I think you might be onto something. Like it might even it might even you're only putting in like very little time into it, aren't you? Very like very little time, very little energy. Um, you know, and it ebbs and flows. So I usually will work hard in the fall to get ready for the holidays. Yeah, and I usually have a push late spring because for the summer people want to. Be stylish. So those are like yeah. my big pushes for the year. Like for some unknown reason, in the last two weeks, I have had tons of people visiting my site and sending me messages. So like orders and my traffic are increasing more than normal. And it's ironic because I'm not, if I were home, I would just fill them right away. But I'm not home. So I, like I purposely left I had in the States and I brought no raw materials here. So I, I did not intend to. I see. That, um, I, yeah, I didn't intend to do anything while I was here. <laughs> I mean, I, I really think, I mean, if you wanted to turn this into like something big, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it has that potential. <laughs> well, I, I, and I think, and I, I believe so too. I have been really um, focused on um, perfecting my methods. It is, for me, it's a high touch process. So like, I am very consultative with my client. And so I, I am trying to make sure like, it's a good, it's a good customer experience. I think get a little closer to maybe down my full-time job, I could be in a position to scale this up more and maybe do it closer to full-time. That's the thing, see, that, that, that's the thing. I, what I get, I get a lot of entrepreneurs on here and uh, even before this podcast, I, I myself an entrepreneur and I, I meet a lot of people. And that's one of the things, like, uh, that's that's the one thing that's universal. Like you ask them, like when did when did it happen? When when did things start going well? It's like yeah, when I you know when I pulled the trigger. So you just gotta go for it. You know what? I feel like for me that could be in the next two years. Um, just I've been trying to position. I've been trying to position some other things. Like I during so during COVID I website. So for the first year and a half, two years, I did all of this strictly word of mouth. I had no website. So I was only reaching people by word of mouth. Now I get, I developed a website uh, for, for just for the challenge of it. So I did my own website. I don't think it's perfect, but it's not bad. It gives you the gist of what I do. And it allows me to like put photos out there on a regular basis. Um, yeah. But it but it also allows me to reach people who are not by word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's yeah. because I, for a, after a while, people would say, hey, do you have a website? And I'm like, okay, but well, then I had to add order entry to my website, which, which wasn't particularly hard, but it was another challenge. I say just use Facebook. Facebook is optimized for itself. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? But here's the, here's the challenge with, with Facebook. I'd be very curious to see if you encounter this. It is difficult for me to sell on Facebook. When I first started my business page on Facebook, no problem. But because I sell a product related to tobacco, most of my Facebook ads That's right. get blocked. You're right. You're right. You're right. I forgot about that. Um, right. So I, so I, after a while, I just made a decision to like, let's, let's leave that alone. And frankly, frankly, because I would say 60% of the private messages I get via Facebook are, are still for that site. So people say, Hey, I saw this, or I, you know, I saw it on Instagram, or I saw a photo that you did, or, you know, I saw, I saw your work. Um, so I still get messaging, but it, like running ads there is pointless for at least for me, at least for right now. Yeah, what you gotta do then is uh, I did this too and it worked out all right. Uh, I had some ashtrays uh, and uh, I wanted to sell them off. Um, and I, I realized as soon as I started putting cigar in there, I realized that Facebook wouldn't let me, so I just set a tray. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even say like I didn't, I also, um, Technology hasn't gone that far yet, where they can actually tell that there's a cigar on on the on the on the um, on the photo. So as long as I put tray and there's a cigar on there in the photo, people will make the connection in their head. Okay, this is a cigar tray. Wait a minute. As long as you haven't been previously blocked, because I literally started using storage, a storage item. Or like oh. I started playing with like I and I think it was like the first couple after getting blocked the first couple of times it was like no matter whatever post I made, block it. And I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm not necessarily getting um direct sales through here. Like I'm getting tons of referrals through here, but I I'm, like I'm there's no click through. Like I was like, okay, if you do the math, like I'm not necessarily seeing us the strongest ROI to pay, pay ads. I can yeah. go in groups and share information and let the referrals come back that way and I haven't paid a dime. You can also go to a, um, not an SEO company, but a, um, an IT company that, that specializes in, uh, um, when you get spam in, in, your, in your spam folder, there's a company that does that. You know, they figure out what that person likes, what, what they start, and I'm telling you, it, they exist for a reason. <laughs> you know, there's a reason why we, why, why it's been a few years now and we're still getting spam. Nobody's done anything about it. It's because somebody's making money, and who is making money? They are. <laughs> That's true. You know? That's true. You and know? so, for, <laughs> so for me, like it's I think coming to the island, um, working, recharging my batteries, finding inspiration for when I go home I am using this time to kind of like set those other things in motion yeah well, um, down here like locally speaking like um, as far as like good cigars go um, I think the community is still relatively small mm -hmm. 
Okay. Even though when you go, even go, even though when you go to a snack, and uh, let me let me um, for those who are listening who are not from Curacao, uh, a snack in Curacao is like corner store where the Chinese person sells you a cigarette, mm. okay. cigarette mm-hmm. or or uh, sometimes even Chinese food. Um, that's a snack. So at every snack in Curacao, they sell this really cheap cigar, and everybody buys it. But they don't sm- they don't smoke anything else though. That's the only thing they I think it's called uh, Velasquez. I don't even know what the shape is. The shape is really weird. They just go in just to find out. Yeah, it looks like an elongated an elongated um um like a diamond uh, shape, but it's elongated. It's re- it's it's a weird shape it's called Velasquez. Um, they're made in Dominican Republic and. Uh, you can buy them here for next to nothing, and uh, everybody smokes them. There's a there's a there's a thing here. Uh, this is old thing. You know, uh, young people don't do this. This is uh, the older generation. Uh, before they go to the casino, uh, they smoke a cigar and they and based on the measurement of the ash uh, before it falls down, that's the, how they know which number they're going to play. Wow, now that is interesting. Yeah, there's I a wonder whole how often that it. happens. Yeah, I wonder how often, how frequently that's accurate. I have no idea. I met one guy one time. <laughs> I remember when I was like, this must have been like uh, 10 years ago, something like that. I gave somebody a lift and it was this older gentleman. And he, he, asked, he asked me, hey, can you stop for a second uh, so I can smoke this? And he took out the cigar and he started smoking it. And I saw that he was trying to smoke it fast. He, didn't really, he wasn't really enjoying it. He just wanted to see how long mm. the ash would be. And then when he got back in the car, he's like, oh, okay, that's my number. So. Wow. Okay. It's oh, based on, on the fingers, like depending on how many fingers, the, um, uh, how many fingers length the ashes, and you multiply that by something. It's like, it's weird. I don't really know anybody who actually knows the rules to it, but I just know about it. That's all. <laughs> Wow. Okay. No, I appreciate that. How often does your podcast run? Uh, I try to go every week. Every nice. week. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's not uh no, it's not for expats uh, per se. It's it's uh, you know it's really just uh, a free for all. It's it's a discussion. It's a uh, here in Curacao we have this thing we do where we where we get we go to a snack once again snack when Chinese person sells. Uh, so we stand in front of the snack and we uh, grab a couple of beers and we stand in front and we, we talk shit for, you know, long amounts of time. I love it. Uh, while, I love while it. Okay. While we're drinking. That is something cultural of Curacao. When you, any snack you go to, you'll see this. You'll see, you know, and sometimes they might even have a table where they're playing dominoes. But it's it's our way of unwinding after work. Yeah, people don't go straight to, straight home. They stop at the snack first, meet up with the other guys, and then have drinks there. You know. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so we don't go to bars in Curacao. We go to snacks. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. And I like I understand that happy hour is really only an hour here? Um, a happy hour. Yeah, back when happy hours were a thing. Um, back when happy hours were a thing, it was only an hour. But now it, it changes a lot. It wasn't what they used to be. We used to, like, back in the 90s in Curacao, we had, like, a thriving, you know, uh, hortica, which is what they call it here in Curacao. 
So it's, it's basically an acronym. Um, uh, H-O for uh, hotels, uh, R-E for restaurants, uh, and C-A for cantina, so Hortica. Uh, that, that's how we call the, the hospitality industry. Um, okay. Yeah, Hortica. The, the the Horeca back in the day in the 90s was you know, it was really thriving and we and there was even this newspaper out we still have it but it's like it's not even accurate most of the time uh, where uh, the it, it was it, the the, news, the newspaper only told you one thing it told you uh, which parties were going on and where they had the the, the happy hour so it was just like for mm -hmm. parties that's it. Okay. news or anything like that <laughs> it was called a K-pop. we don't need news we don't need news no no we just need to know where to eat it was exactly that. It was like one page, like where the food is at and what, where the specials were. And the other page was like uh, if there was anything playing at the movie theater. And like below that were like, you know, other thing, activities. And then the other, the entire other side, like the back side of that was just happy hours. <laughs> it was <laughs> happy, happy hours from 9 a.m. going all the way up to like 2 a.m. <laughs> the next day. So it was, it was wow. like an and it was it was in really fine print too, so they could fit it all on one page. He <laughs> <laughs> said, "Short and sweet." Yeah, so you'll find it here. Yeah, que pasa? Yeah, those are fun times. <laughs> okay, hey, well, Trina, thanks for coming on. How about you take a second and uh, yeah, do a shout out or uh, plug a business, your business, one more time, or anything. if you want to plug somebody else's business, that's fine too. Go for it. Um. Okay. All right. Great. Um, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, I am enjoying my time on the island and I encourage your visitors to visit my website, um, which is www.gildedsmoke.com um, for your custom humidors for both women and I'll be sure to put it in the description too. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah, I'll put the website in the description and all that stuff. Also, if if somebody wants to get a hold of you, where do they get in touch with you? Uh, what's your what's your <laughs> Facebook, uh, Instagram, and all that stuff? Okay, so Facebook, Instagram, it's gilded it's gilded smoke on Facebook. It's gilded smoke on Instagram. Um, if you visit my website, my direct email, and I think and my phone number is on there as well. All right, all right, Trina. Hey, thanks a lot coming on and um yeah i hope to have you back on in the future if you will all right you we'll do <laughs> i will reach out to you um to catch up on some cigars we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll see if we can work something out yep let's meet up and do that okay all right you have a good one have, you too have a good night